Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. But I just want to say that it's like start. The sun is just like peeking through my window right now, and I'm just having a lot of vibes. It's really make, like putting me into a happy space. So. I love that for you. New space, new woman. Who is she? And Leo season. I'm oh fucking unstoppable right now. We're on a weird cocktail of powerful vibes right now. And, and I love that powerful for you. cocktails. Okay. Way to I, I out me, have... Allie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to drink next to me. I think I, I have... was just gonna like play it cool because there have been episodes where I've been definitely intoxicated, where I just kind of rolled with it, and I think mm. we're all kind of on the same page here. But I'll admit, I'm a little loosey goosey at the moment. Not Listen, too much to do my space. job properly, but like I'm just a little fun, you know. I mean, if we're being honest, I am a sober person. Yeah. Some might say, what were those kind of people that used to put, like, three X's in their Tumblr bios? Um, oh, my God. What is that? Straight like, edge? straight edge? Oh, straight my edge. God. Yeah, yeah. Straight edge for life. <laughs> I'm crossing my arms. You can't see it, but I'm doing it. As a former unintentional straight edge person, um, <laughs> I'm just, like, tipsy off of life right now, so. Oh, I love that for you. So, welcome to Into the Tipsy Cast. So Welcome. Actually, I feel like that's probably already a different podcast. Oh, certainly. <laughs> there's, Honestly, there's... it's it's wild that I haven't been drunk on this podcast more. So I feel fair. like I've warranted that. You know what I mean? In <laughs> given the past the content, four years. <laughs> right. Given the when, content we discuss, I feel like I've And when this, this right. podcast started. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it has been, like, it's been the after times. This whole right. time. I'm surprised you haven't been inebriated the entire time. Just this whole, the whole course of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, for a lot of people, that's how their comedy works. So I hey, get it. listen. But yeah, so welcome to Into the Twilight. Uh, welcome. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Mm. I will say my happy thing this week. Please. Is at the moment of recording, the city of Chicago has zero Columbus statues Fuck yes, standing dude. up. Um, this might change because our mayor was like, this is temporary, which is like a weird thing to say. Yeah, I don't like that. But um, at the current moment, Christopher Columbus is not immortalized in our city, which I is fucking dank. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm proud of your city for Thank that. You. Shout out to the indigenous activists that were fucking screaming about this forever, justifiably, and doing the fucking work and putting their literal bodies on the line for this. Absolutely. And the show isn't, like, quote-unquote political, but this isn't a political stance. This is uh, Christopher Columbus, notably a famous scumbag. Absolutely. uh, And notably uh, genocidal for the people that have previously inhabited this land. Fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck For real. Fuck him. Uh, Cody, I'm really happy for you about that, and I think, I think that it's, this will, this is a huge moment, not only for you, but also for your town, because I feel like this is enough of a big news that it will finally take over 
what I know most about Chicago. So I will be like, when I think of Chicago, I will think about the fact that they don't have any Christopher Columbus statues there and not think about what I always do when I think about where you live, which is... Oh, no. Which is the tour bus full of shit that opened up... (laughs) With Dave Matthews? Yes! Honestly, I love that. I love that that's the most notable thing. Because, like, people love to be, like, deep dish. And it's like, no, Dave Matthews Band unloaded their fucking tour bus full of feces into the fucking river. <laughs> I hate that's it. That's what we should be known for, because that's that's indicative of who we are as people, I think. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I, it's honestly started a lot of conversations for me over the past four years have been like, oh yeah, so this is my colleague, like, this is where they live. Did you know that in Chicago, um, and it really offers a lot of opportunities to tell the one thing that I know about Chicago and the one thing that I know about the Dave Matthews band, um, together, which I feel like. a perfect Venn diagram. Yeah, and it, um, I would say that it, uh, really wins people over at parties that I'm, uh, not invited to and don't really exist anymore, so. (laughs) That's great. Well, how are you doing, my dude? Oh, my dude. I'm so good. (laughs) I, there are so few cardboard boxes around me now, which is nice. I don't have to have, like, six lights on in this room, um, to be able to see my screen, which is a a marked change from the past four years. So that makes me very happy to be in this new space. When I think about my happy thing for this week, um, it has to be the, obviously, Taylor Swift album. Um, (laughs) honestly, honestly, my news this week and my happy things this week have been both Taylor related, which are both Twilight related. One Taylor put out her new album, which is very Twilight Saga soundtrack adjacent. Totally, totally. Um, and the also, the also, hmm. Uh, the, the other thing is that um, the conversation on Twitter lately has been returning, thank goodness, finally, because um, <laughs> nature's healing, back to the dance that Taylor Lautner did as Shark Boy. Oh my god. And um, I would just like to thank the user Dear April with two L's for just like resurfacing this conversation about what the hell it was that they made right. Taylor Lautner do. It's about time, you know. You <laughs> it really, really think is. about that again, you know. Yeah, um, I think I, it really needs to be talked about. It's It's been a good 15 years and I feel like we've we've forgotten and we shouldn't yeah. have. Right. And that was yeah. our bad. <laughs> So I'm, it's very important, but I, I just, that. I just want to like hold that in my heart for today. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why did I say that like a fucking Christian youth pastor? What the fuck? Hello? <laughs> hey guys, we're going to have fun and I'm going to play a fun song on my guitar and about <laughs> Jesus and how much he's cool. Me just like strumming up with a ukulele, just being like, hey, have you heard the good word of Stephanie Meyer? And then just no. playing a little ditty about, like, how fucking racist and homophobic <laughs> she is. You joke, but I bet that was integral to her marketing strategy at the beginning of all this. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. You don't get to New York Times bestseller out of nowhere, you know? No, absolutely. Just listen, me with a ukulele 
and you with that little zoot zoot thing, and we could <laughs> make a real good band. Yeah, we could have a little vampire cult of our own, you know? Ugh, but like a cool if. one, a very cool, fun one that's not like exploitative and like gross, you know what I mean? Listen, everyone <laughs> uses reusable bags. One. Yeah, yes. No one uses we love those. Recycling. <laughs> no one uses the wet wipes in the toilet. Two. No. Three. Everyone has their own shelf in the pantry, even if you don't eat food. Just keep it organized. Right. And four, take your goddamn shoes off when you come in the door. Yeah, sure. That's all. Those are the only things you need. I think. We'll we'll kind of workshop it a little bit more. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, While we're workshopping it, though, would you like to talk about our current (laughs) events for this week? Oh my god, I would love to. We have one. <laughs> our current we have event. A singular current event. Um, unlike the rest of the world, in our neck of the woods, um, we have one current event this week. Yeah. Um, and it is also related to Sharkboy and Lava Girl. As it should be. <laughs> um, just, can you, just for context, remind me, where were you when this movie <laughs> came out? I don't remember. What year did this come out? 2005. 2005. Okay, so didn't I didn't even have was, to look it up. I was eight. You just knew that I was <laughs> I love that. It was you. sixth grade for me. I just, like, knew. <laughs> so I was seven or eight. Sure. Just vibing. Um, and I was obsessed with this movie. Same. Yeah. I loved this movie. I loved Lil Taylor Lautner. I loved it. I, I, I think it was, you know, probably indicative of, like, you know, my gender journey that I was really attached to this, because, like, this is a T4T relationship. (laughs) This is a T4T movie. Yeah, yeah. You cannot convince me otherwise. This is representation that we need. Yep. But I loved it, even though George Lopez was very haunting. But also, I feel like, at that time, George (laughs) Lopez was just the most haunting figure, because he was always, like, at naked, like, when you were at, like, midnight, and you're like, ooh, I shouldn't be watching, and there he was, jumping on the trampoline, like, just vibing. That was already, I think, the the standard of what we had believed. George Lopez and his body (laughs) at that time really haunted me. Yeah. Like, I did not need to see George Lopez move his body that way. Sure. It did a lot of things for me that I just didn't need. And also just seeing his face stretch out to that level in this movie, in that little circle. And like circular, right. Like in this weird like robot dude. Made of nightmares, that man. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's also worth it to mention that in 2005 when this movie came out, it was the same year that Cheaper by the Dozen 2 came out, which is also... Uh, a cultural reset. <laughs> for so many reasons. Uh, but yeah. also, like, major Taylor Lautner. Oh, certainly. Like, real Big key. year for Taylor Lautner. Um, and then he just, like, matured. He just stayed. <laughs> yeah. He just chilled for about three years until they yeah, plucked him back out. Bit. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so the reason why we're talking about this is that Comic-Con is, like, sort of happening right now. Right. As much as anything can. Yeah. Um, And it was released this week that there is an upcoming superhero movie going on to Netflix that's titled We Can Be Heroes. And it will feature the return of the infamous Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I think as both of us were kind of naturally skeptic, 
about this because it is a Netflix movie. Um, it does say by Robert Rodriguez that, quote, even Sharkboy and Lava Girl show up as superhero parents who now have a daughter who has shark and lava powers. I love that. The power I, of a shark, the power of a lava. <laughs> I just, I love a, I love a shark that can also spew lava. Sure. That's yeah. a real stay away from me graphic t-shirt vibe. I love it. All I'm imagining in my head, and this, they're not going to do it this way, which is a crime and also homophobic, but what I'm imagining <laughs> is that the the daughter of these two is kind of broody, right? Because mm-hmm. they're having to, like, seclude this child. Um, yeah. Too powerful. Too powerful. Um, yeah. And it's giving me a lot of, like, a decade ago Mary Elizabeth Winstead vibes. Oh, yes. Totally. And that is what I want from this. Will I get it? Absolutely not. But it is what I want. No. That's what we deserve, I think. <laughs> it is It is what we deserve. <laughs> we've, we've waited for so long. I will say, there. I think there's more hot news that I'm, I'm finding right now. Tell uh, me. Tell me right now. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Midnight Sun drive-in event. Oh, yeah. Lol. Um, <laughs> LOL. Um, and so I put those, I put that on our TikTok. So if you want to follow us on TikTok, uh, please. Cody's doing fun. the Lord's work. It's a very fun space. Uh, so, you know, if you're, if you want to vibe and you got TikTok, it's a great time. Um, but they are captioned, on the, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I think that's important. They are fully captioned. Because um, we are incoherent when we talk over each other. <laughs> it makes sense to us. <laughs> Yeah, we don't actually say real words, uh, but hopefully they're translated enough that you guys listen. Right. Uh, But someone commented on that video saying that they thought the IRL drive-in events were canceled. Um, And I just didn't really, like, look into it because I was like, that's probably makes sense, you know? And thank God they did because it doesn't make any sense. Um, Right. But as of four days ago, uh, they're still going on. And actually there's more updates about where they're happening and what the precautions are. Come on! What? So, it looks like there's going to be one happening in Shelton, uh, Washington. And a North Smithfield, uh, Rhode Island. Bookstores are hosting it, and they're going to be at, like, drive-in theater kind of situations. And then they have the still two virtual events. Um, But as of the 20th, um, a couple days before we're recording this episode, who knows, this might change, um, there are... Events still taking place and still planned to happen early August, first week, second week of August. Sorry, did you say Shelton, Washington? Uh, yes. Shelton, Washington that had the population of less than 10,000? What the fuck, Stephanie? Steph. Is this worth it? Is it worth it? <laughs> Stephanie. Oh my god, Stephanie. <sighs> it's like Kitty Corner to the Olympic yeah. National Forest. So I know she was like, oh, I'm doing it for the vibes. Sure. But also, yeah. like, Stephanie, do you know who lives next to the Olympic National Forest? A lot of indigenous people. Stephanie? Oh, Steph. Do you know who's hey, more Steph? susceptible? Stephanie to the Newtons? Yeah. It's not fucking you, Stephanie. No. Well, it kind of is. But, like, well. not. <laughs> Stephanie, god fuck. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so that's a fun update. Uh, less fun, because it's terrifying. I can't believe she's going through with this. I... Yeah. <sighs> like, take the L, you know? Honestly. You already have virtual stream. events in the books. You already have live streams in the books. Right. So it's like, just do that. Why do you have to, like... 
risk people coming in with their cars and like is that the experience you really want anyway it's like how is it any different from you just like chatting on a zoom you know like just do that just do that just put a little green screen behind you they're like 20 bucks on amazon right and pretend like you're in a really mosquito filled (laughs) sunny drive-in yeah why not Right. Here's my question, Stephanie. And this isn't funny. This isn't like for the bit. Um, Stephanie, this this town is made for 10,000 people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me how the fuck these people are going to drive in and drive out safely and without traffic. Yeah. Um, Just like Stephanie. Questions. I have them. Yeah, um, I have them. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I also have questions about, Cuddy? Yeah. Um, I have questions about some of these quotes that she's been releasing. Um, oh, great segue. And we're not the only one. Yeah. One of our fantastic patrons, Kelly Beck. My mom, Kelly Beck. <laughs> mom? <laughs> maybe maybe a cool aunt, if she prefers. Um, oh, yeah. Cool party aunt. Totally. Cool party aunt. I sent us this email. With one of the specific Midnight Sun quotes attached, which we will get to. Um, but here's the email. It says, Dear Allie and Cody, we are not discussing this enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> the title of the email was Midnight Sun Quotes. So it's like, I, yeah. I got it. We Call are us not, out. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are we not it. discussing <laughs> this enough. Because honestly, I just started reading these quotes. And this was the first one released. <laughs> and I have so many thoughts. Um, and so this is the quote that Kelly Beck is referring to. And again, this was the first one. Stephanie yeah. just popped off with this one. <laughs> and again, it's on that like fucking Pinteresty pomegranate. God. Just yeah. think about think about that in your mind as I'm reading this. Yeah. We stared at each other for a moment while I processed the fact that just as she was my first love, according to this, I was also her first infatuation at the very least. Then there's an ellipses. (laughs) This alignment pleased me in some strange way, but also troubled me. Surely this was warped. This was a warped, unhealthy way for her to begin her romantic life. So Kelly Beck says, yes, Edward, it was very unhealthy with like (laughs) eight exclamation points. Does this mean Edward actually had some maturity slash self-awareness? I could elaborate but I would essentially just be adding to the rant, and then sure. she asks what our thoughts are. Yeah. First of all, bold move to end the quote there. Just, just stop it. That's, just that's a bold move to be like. Clearly, it was some unhealthy way to prey on a young woman. Anyway. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Take with that what you will. Hey, Steph. But anyway, uh, we did dip down. <laughs> A couple times. So listen, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Except for that I'm proud. So, he's so ashamed. I'm actually quite ashamed. Uh, but also, I'm gonna put that on you and not me. So later. I have to imagine that like this is this is the first hundred pages of the book, probably maybe the first two hundred right. if she's doing some like initial Edward backstory. And right. This book is gonna be a thousand pages long. So it's, <laughs> it's just a fucking anthology. And so I, I personally in my head imagine this after she's like 
come kiss me in my bed, Edward. Um, But for him, honestly, it's probably when she was wearing, like, a one-shoulder brown bowling shirt fucking top to biology class. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't look at this woman. (laughs) How dare you be so sexualized? (laughs) I can't do this to you. Like, hey, that seems like a you problem, bud. For real. I don't want to break this to you, but... The quotes on here are absurd. And there are so many of them that Stephanie recently started reaching out to her fan sites to have Mm. them also start publishing them. Weird that we didn't get an email, but that's okay. It's fine, Steph. Whatever. It's It's okay. We... It's not like we could have done a whole Twitter rollout for you or, like, a whole TikTok rollout for you. It's fine. We're not bitter. You would think at this point, like, hmm, these are being sent over to these fan sites to be released. I wonder if they're going to be formatted for Twitter. And, of course, the answer is no. Never. They never are. <laughs> they are they so never committed are. to their brand. They're like, Instagram is the only way forward. And this is such a minor thing. Like, this has nothing to do with the actual content of these quotes. No. And, and folks, we'll get to the content of these folks This later is a today, personal gripe we have with the social media managers. I'm looking at her website. Yeah. With, that has all of the Midnight Sun quotes attached to it. And it's formatted in a way that looks like an um, Instagram feed. Sure. And yes. none of the fucking pomegranates line up. And something about that really sits wrong with me. Hmm. And I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get you. I get what you're saying. Like, whoever designed these, just turn on your ad. I want to talk about it a little bit because you have to imagine these being in a grid form. Why do they look like this? I just want to know. I got questions. I just okay. have questions. Um,. But yeah, there's there's a lot of them. I think at least on her website. Just gonna quickly figure out if I can do math. Oh no! I think there's nineteen. Mm. Um, and again, this does come out in a week and a half for you all. Yeah. Uh, which is a, I mean, that's a fair amount to. That's a fair amount of preview. One might yeah, say. Totally. It doesn't surprise me. Of any of this part? No. No. <laughs> no. It feels very saddening to me. Um, but I just, I don't like it. And I just want to, I just, uh, I don't like it. I just want to talk. You I know? just want to talk. I just, can y'all just let me talk, please? <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I huh? hate it. Um, yeah. But, but we will talk about these more at the end of the show, I promise. Yeah. Don't worry. Before we get there, Bill, we have a... Much anticipated, much waited for conclusion to this book. It's been so many weeks. (laughs) No, don't you taint this joyous moment with a bare naked lady's reference. How dare you? Are you kidding me? I'm here trying to soak up the sun right now with the beautiful accomplishment we've made. Is that we finished this fucking awful book. And it does feel like an accomplishment because this book has dragged on more than I thought was possible. God, the amount of filler chapters. Unreal. Unparalleled. We, we did it. And also, we won't have to read another Carolyn Kepnes book for a long Two time. Because, because Midnight Sun is going to be a million pages long. Because so we're fun. going back to, to the devil we know. Right. Our, yeah, our favorite <laughs> Stephanie Meyer and her little trenches. Right. But we did it. We did, we did it. it. We finished it. Go we team. 
I'm proud of us. Um, you can send us congratulations on our Twitter. Um, Thank you. And stickers would be appreciated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here's, I think that's fair. Yes. So when we last left off, Forty was being a stereotype of a villain. You know, yes. how most villains are, how they just right. are in their deathbeds throwing M&Ms at other people being like, <laughs> you're my bitch now. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, blackmailing Joe. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, but then he died, not in a powerful way, not from Joe, not from drugs, uh, just because he couldn't walk straight. Yeah, jaywalking. Sometimes it gets you <laughs> it, in the end. Apparently, um, apparently Caroline Kevness had a sponsorship with the fucking Public Works and just <laughs> wanted to do a PSA of jaywalking. <laughs> Yeah. Which, listen, folks, hit those fucking walk signs. Sometimes they work in certain cities. Sometimes they don't. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, they won't tell you which one when you move. So that's where we left off after Joe did his, like, extensive eulogy. Yeah. His, like, multi-page, 20-minute eulogy. Super normal. I just, I, before we even get into this, I want to know your initial thought. What did you think was going to happen? When we finish this book. Because what I thought versus what actually happened versus the TV show are, like, all different things. Right. I think I was definitely clouded by what we saw in the show. Even though we've seen a lot of pretty stark differences. Yeah. um, I think I was still getting the vibe, the general vibe, that it was going to end similarly. Same. Because, A, we got this, like, love is pregnant, and so I'm thinking they're going to have this, like, domestic, like... Joe's gonna, like, stop being a murderer and, like, have this little domestic life and then go back into it, kind of like the show alludes to at the end. Right. With the um, woman's not hand. What, right, with the woman's hand. Uh, not what happens. No. Not They're even totally different. A little bit. They are so different from each other. Each one of these chapters, it feels like... It makes me wonder if when it came time for the TV show, Caroline was like, yeah, fuck it. I regret it. Just scrap it all. Or it it honestly reads like someone writing fan fiction about you, the TV show. Yes. And being like, what if Joe actually got arrested? Or like, what if like these very different kind of things happen and someone got consequences or something like totally out of left field from the text happened? Especially when compared to the TV show, it felt so unsatisfying. Yeah. It was just like, really? This is it? It's not one of his, like, almost victims is gonna... Well, like, one of his victims, but, like, almost, um, like, murder victims, I guess, is gonna come back Mm. and, like, seek retribution. Like, it's none of that. Like, it was kind of, like, thrown in the show. No. It was just... uh, I, yeah... I, I almost wonder if some of these chapters are going to be saved and, like, sprinkled into season three. Yeah. Chapter 54 feels so misplaced. Yeah. In general. Mm-hmm. But also was just, like, what the fuck was the point of this? <laughs> so far deep into the plot, too, mind you. I agree. Literally, we are 30 pages from the end of this book, and Caroline's like, mm, well, let's just throw Amy Adam back into this. Right. You remember? <laughs> uh, you remember this, like, white whale that Joe was chasing for most of this? Let's just, uh... Oh, I guess. 
So Joe wakes up. He's like still on this like runner's high post eulogy, super normal things um, for anyone. Uh, super. <laughs> I fucking crushed that eulogy in front of those celebrities. <laughs> Hashtag narcissist things. And he's like, I'm going to go run on the beach like a super normal person. Which, anyways. Um, sure. But he is shocked to find out that when he starts running on the beach, this weirdly totally not symbolic um Stephen King like a mist is occurring <laughs> on the beach sure <laughs> he's like hmm, weird weird thing to be happening in Southern California I'm gonna just keep walking into this nothing bad could happen would it be nice you know it must be yeah. nice to just be like oh I'm not afraid of anything happening to me I'm just gonna walk into this fucking mist like shut up shut up Joseph yeah I'm tired of you um and he just walks into this mist and here's a dog, and he's like, sure, cool, love that. And he finds out of in the middle of nowhere, Amy Adam is here with a dog. Uh, hello? Like hey. And Joe The person you've been trying to find this shows up. And also just like after not finding her, completely forgetting about her. Right. For most of the book. Yeah, and, and now there she like, is. Oh. I'm gonna spend more time focusing on what the name of this dog is rather than the fact yeah. that my white whale is here. Cause he's like, he focuses on this, he's like, hmm, this dog looks like a Charlie or a Cubby <laughs> or a George. And when he whistles to him, the dog is like, nah, I'm gonna go towards my owner, and he's like, Fuck this dog though. Fuck <laughs> it. I hate this dog. This dog doesn't immediately love me. I hate this it's dog. Fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> um, and so, of course, Amy Adam is terrified when she sees <laughs> Joe. Like, uh, this is my beach. And they're both, like, very territorial of literal land. Um, and it seems fine for a second. And then yeah. Joseph just, like, fucking takes her down. <laughs> uh, he was it's all kind like, of hot. It is, okay. Listen, it is kind of fun. <laughs> Listen, Amy Adam has done some less than desirable things. Sure. Does she thing. deserve this? Absolutely not. No. And she fucking takes him by the balls and destroys this man. Oh, yeah. No. It, because just like what happened before where Joseph was in that apartment mm-hmm. and he just got fucking hogtied. Right, yeah. Because he doesn't know how to fight. That's why he just, like, kills people and through, like, pu- putting Percocet in their water. As soon right. as she gets close Very to Very cowardly ways of killing people. Absolutely. Certainly. Never, um, like, hand-to-hand kind of stuff. And whereas he tries to take her down, Amy Adam is like, um, no. <laughs> actually, no. Like, hey, actually, you're pathetic. And you're a loser. And I never liked you. And... All the stuff that you thought that made me obsessed with you was a lie, and you just misinterpreted it as, like, me pining for you. And also, you suck, and I hate you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Now, of course, (laughs) he does get the upper hand, which is annoying and unnecessary, because literally five minutes ago, he was like, oh, I'm just going to go walk on the beach like a normal happy person does when they're in love. And now he's like... I don't murder anymore. I'm a new man. I'm different. Yeah. Um, 
And so immediately Amy Adam goes to the, she's like, oh, so you want the money? Like, that's what is happening right now? And he's like, how could you possibly think this is about the money? <laughs> like, Joseph, what are you talking about? Come on. I want the glory. What? What are you talking about, Joseph? Eventually, um, she, and like, very fucked up, but like, she has to kind of convince him to not kill her. Yeah. Great. Super normal things that you do when you just want to go walk your dog on the beach. Just normal LA things, you know? Uh, just, just <laughs> girly things. Uh, just girly things. <laughs> And he keeps being all like, I can't believe that you did all this to me. I can't believe that you betrayed me. And Amy Adam literally looks him in the face and is like, Joseph, the day that we met, I used my ex-boss boyfriend's credit card. You knew it wasn't me and you didn't call the cops. You kind of set the tone for their relationship there. And he's yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> and instead of admitting that he was right, he's like, mm, n- uh, mm, no, mm, no. Actually, well, I thought it eventually became love. I thought I no. could convince you to change and convince you I, to love me. And she's like, I, and she was like, you tapped into my phone too. So it's not like I'm just this weird outlier. It's like we both were scammers. Like that's the whole deal, dude. You're not innocent, Joseph. Fuck off. No. Somehow, um, it a switch flips, and he is like, oh, Amy is right. Um, I guess I'm not going to kill her right now. So she gets up and she like wipes the sand off her arms and she's like, well, anyway, uh, never going to talk to you again. (laughs) Yeah, later. (laughs) And she just goes on her merry way and just like he lets her because he's like, I'm not going to kill Amy. I will not remove life from this planet. Well, love and I are in the process of bringing life into this world. I've already confessed my past to love, and I don't want to confess my present. Fuck off, Joseph. You annoy the shit out of me. Ugh. Ugh. God. Anyways, so... Makes me sick. So she just, like, gets up. (laughs) Disgusting. Literally. (laughs) What is that sound clip from Vine where she's like, Disgusting. Like, I exactly. Just, That's how I feel. I fucking hate this dude. Um, <laughs> so she gets up and he's like, oh, well, she must have thought that was just like a lover's quarrel. And it's like, mm, no, she's probably just gonna <laughs> fucking call the cops. And so he's just sitting there being like, well, guess I'm not gonna do my run now. Guess I'm gonna go back to my wife um, and figure this out. So super normal. Um, definitely is not touched on. For the rest no. of this book, but just yeah, it's there. that's about it. That's yeah, just leave it at that. That is a uh, series wrap on Amy Adam. Yeah, done. Now, chapter fifty-five is my favorite chapter out of these. It's pretty great, um, mainly because we get to see pregnant love just living her truth at Taco just Bell. Vibing. The Quinn kids Listen. love Taco Bell. Yeah. There's a big Taco Bell conspiracy going on with the Quins. Right. That they have, I don't hate it, I but I am confused by it. Same, because they have access to the what seems like the best and the freshest food in the world. Sure, yeah. And they they crave they crave that Taco Bell. And are they wrong? Absolutely not. But I just think no. like you've got so much money to spend. You could be one of those people that gets like green juice from a store 
every day. Right. Sure. And yet yeah. you want dollar menu crunchy tacos. Yeah. All right. Um, Live your truth. Sure. Joe kind of like accidentally proposes in Taco Bell, which feels really appropriate for him. Just like mouthful of crunch wrap. It's like, we should get married here at Taco Bell. I'm just imagining the like mild sauce <laughs> dripping down his shirt being like, yeah, babe, uh, yes. let's, we should like get married here. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty tight actually if we just like wed here. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so that's great. It seems like just a normal day for yeah. them. And then out of nowhere, after they've done a little bit of smooching, um, and Love has her like, well, Joe. So here's the thing that really fucked me up. Joe says, um, only Love is sexy with Gordita all over her shirt, and it's like, all right, shut up. Um, okay. No one, no. Well, first of all, shut up. Second of all, no one looks sexy while they eat Taco Bell. It is an no animalistic one. process. You don't look at anyone else while you eat Taco Bell. Right. You sit side by side. Right. You don't look at each other. Yeah. Taco Bell was invented to eat alone in your car very quickly. Preferably in a late depressive episode. Right. Yeah. At like three a.m. Yep. For sure. Like yeah. that is the prime. And maybe only acceptable time to eat Taco Bell and situation to eat Taco Bell in. Absolutely. If you're doing it willingly in front of another person, I have questions. The amount of times that I have eaten a double-decker taco. Yeah. And listen, and had Roslyn just blasting on, in <laughs> my car huh? at, at all times of the night. Yeah, sure. I don't, I, unreal. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. And yet yeah. these two have the nerve to be the only people in the dining room of a Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Anyways, all of a sudden, Joseph's like, um, I have to go tickle. <laughs> um, and then just, like, runs away. Yeah. He's in there very focused on going to the bathroom when shit is just, like, f- losing it outside. Yeah. All totally. sorts of things are happening outside. Now... Surprisingly, Joe's the kind of person that, at least in this occasion, washes his hands after he goes to the bathroom. I could have bet money that that did not happen. <laughs> but sure. There's no fucking way, and so, Caroline. Yeah, there's no way. Joe- he pooped in Delilah's toilet <laughs> in her apartment and left. Yep. Did not flush. He left. I feel like Joseph is the kind of guy to, like, hit the... Um, hit the... What's the thing that the water comes out of? The sink? Um, <laughs> hit the automatic sink thing with his elbow. Not put his hands yeah. in, but, like, make the effort to make sure that it turns on so people around him think he's washing his hands. Right, so people hear him, right. but, like, he doesn't actually do it. And then not wash his hands and, like, leave. I hate this man. I hate him so <laughs> Sorry to this man. Um, no, not sorry. <laughs> sorry to everyone else around him. But this man. Um, so he exits, and again, sorry, I forgot to say this before. He entered in the women's restroom, um, <laughs> which, like, whatever. Yeah. Ba- bathrooms are fake. Um, right. But I think it's because the other bathroom was, like, broken or something. It just had, like, sure. splinters and graffiti, and the mirrors didn't work. And he's like, I have, I have to be able to see myself. When I go to the bathroom. Yeah. So he does. Um, and when he comes out, everything is wrong. 
he says that he knows something's like immediately wrong because the the Taco Bell is quiet, which fair. Right. <laughs> if, it's a warning sign. It is a warning sign. The one thing that I didn't mention um, is that when he is in the bathroom, he gets several calls from love. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that, though. Um, during this time, though, when he actually leaves the bathroom, shit hits the fan. Do you want to explain what happened in your head when this happened? Because I, I'm very curious. Oh, God. Hold on. Because as soon as, like, as soon as he exited the restroom, like, I feel like he knew something was wrong. Um, right. The fact that, like, Love was calling multiple times, I feel like he kind of knew all of a sudden that, like... Like, just a swan song was happening. Right. He's like, I should get out of here. And so it turns out he gets busted. Yes. he get, Well, the cops are there. And he knows, <laughs> yeah. because he looks around the Taco Bell, like, very wistfully, he takes yeah. one last bite of Love's Gordita. <laughs> and Not even his meal. No. Love's Hers. Gordita. The police are outside the Taco Bell. Yep. And he's like, while I'm here. One last for the bite. Road, one last one. One last bite. And contrary to what happens in the television show. Yeah. Joe gets arrested. They, the cops are there. The cops are there. They actually come and are like, hey, we have they just substantial the evidence. Right. That you <laughs> killed Guinevere Beck and also Peach Salinger and we're gonna fucking arrest you. Yeah. Which rip. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> um, and all we can think about at this time is like love is there. She's crying. She's trying to run for him and he's like yeah. I don't care that these people know that I'm a murderer. I don't care if that's what they think happened. Oh my god. But if my wife has a miscarriage because of those cops. Oh my cops. god. I'm gonna yeah. kill all of these cops. It's like, Joseph, you're done. It's done, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I just like this weird protectiveness he has somehow gotten over this baby I hate in the last, it. like, two chapters. Not even a long time. She's been pregnant for a couple chapters now, longer than that. Where now he has this weird, like, ownership over it and, like, Less so than, like, his relationship to love that he cares about. It's more just, like, what about the baby? What about my potential son? Like, all this kind of shit. It's, like, weird. It it's is. It's weird. Um, it, it's not even, like, it's not even love. I think what you said, right, is it, it is. It's complete ownership. It's control. Right. Totally. Um, it reminds me a lot of, like, it's not a fetus. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just say right. a baby. Yeah. Um, it's definitely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, yeah, so this this scene, the cops are there, they're putting him in the car, they're reading his Miranda rights to him. Um, and love, <laughs> his pregnant wife is sobbing in this Taco Bell parking lot, getting fucking Gordita all over his shirt. Um and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've got the best lawyers in the world. I'm gonna be fine. They can't yeah. prove that I killed these people. So. He's just flexing his relationship to the Quins now. Right. Being like, well, now that I'm in the bourgeoisie, like, now that I can get, like, <laughs> I a am one of the birds. I work for the I, bourgeoisie. Yes. <laughs> I am a bird. I get lawyers that, like, 
will totally throw away any sense of justice to protect me because I got money now. And like, did we even get confirmation in the previous chapters that love did anything with the urine? Like, did she give it back to Joseph? I don't think we ever got any details about that the last, from what I remember. The last thing that I remember happening is that she showed him the yeah. mug of urine and then they went to that weird place and got euros. Right, like, they talked about stuff, right. but, like, nothing ever really happened with it. It's like, does she still have it? Did they burn it? Like, what the fuck happened with it? And they're not even technically engaged or married, so... Marriage? Um, they're, <laughs> they're not even married, so she can still testify against him, which I would love to see. That would be powerful. So chapter 56 is a, a lot of flexing for Mr. Joe Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. He does kind of share how things happened. Like, we we find out that one of the complaints from Dr. Nikki, um, he used his alias. They were unable to find that person. Um, that combined with Officer Nico. Danny Fox, the most yes. believable fake name in the world. So fucking fake. Um, that combined with Officer Nico, which he saw the first time in Little Compton with the fucking car and then the second yeah. time he was like oh yeah that's that dude <laughs> yeah remember him he'll come up later Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. and then with facebook they were able to find him mr i don't use the internet right what a fucking slap in the face right this man created a facebook account didn't change his privacy settings at all for all public Amy adam yep and to to vibe with her and look where it got him yep and then they took that Facebook with all of his information on it to the to Dr. Nikki, confirmed that mm-hmm. it was Danny Fox, and then also took it to the captain of the boat and was like, lol, do you know this dude? And they were like, oh, yeah. And he was <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> I didn't do anything to disguise my appearance. Whoopsie. So we find Joseph in an interrogation room, and he's like, Having to explain what has happened. Right. And he's not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> no. Because he's not good at authority, and also he's a bad criminal. Yeah. Which also, like, he flexes a lot in these chapters, where he's like, I was, like, good at killing people when I did that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, Joe, you weren't. You left a lot of... <laughs> traces of yourself and your identity everywhere and every time you killed someone and the thing that the investigators seem to keep coming back to naturally is why joe was out a whole bunch in cabo and wanted Mm -hmm. to get keys to the boat in cabo and so he makes up he had made that excuse for his big friend they can't find that friend (laughs) All of those things. And then they also are asking a lot of like, well, if you're so close to love, why doesn't she know who this guy is? Why doesn't she know who your fake friend is? Why aren't they Mm -hmm. close? Like you said, why don't they like each other? Like you said that they didn't. Um, And he's like, hmm, weird. And we, <laughs> Great question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I'm just going to swallow my bile a little bit, and then I'll be able to answer that. Um, Can you give me five, actually? <laughs> yeah, if you could go get me some water, that'd be great. Um, and we find out that 
Love is also in a different interrogation room where they are asking her to confirm this story. Right. Because one of the things that he had said about this fake friend, Brian, is that Love hated him. And that's why he had, like, tried to keep it secret. And so this is obviously a test of comparing these stories. And Joey uses the power of love. The power of love, Quinn, and also the emotion of love. love. The feeling of love. Because he gets all tripped up and is like... He does. What the fuck? Like, she doesn't know this dude because he's a fake dude that I invented. Like, <laughs> yeah. how... How there's no way she's like answering questions about him because that would betray me. Yes. And so he was like, wait, I gotta think about my girl. Yeah. My wife. My wife. And like see what she would actually say. Right. And he channels back an old memory to the newlywed game. Saying, right, exactly. <laughs> he yeah, he's literally like, it's like the newlywed game. Where he's like, Oh, love says she doesn't hate anyone. Right. And he says that. And the fucking dude is like, damn it. <laughs> he's like, fuck. And he flips the table fuck. and he's like, shit. <laughs> God, they know each other too well. <laughs> They're perfectly matched for each other. Yeah. Because Joe, like, looks at him and he's like, to be honest, okay, I barely knew this guy. It was 40's friend. I was trying to do this all for 40. The investigator starts asking more questions and Joe like turns this on him at this point. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know why you're asking about this about this um, and about 40 because 40's dead. So you really can't follow up on this lead. So please don't speak (laughs) ill of my almost brother-in-law, actually. It's actually kind of rude. It's actually really inappropriate. I know I started this, but it's actually kind of rude (laughs) pursuing it, you know? Um, You're really just seeking ill of the dead right now. Um, And so he seems to have, like, gotten that figured out. He's back, like, in his prison bus waiting for this to figure out. He has a lot more Fast Five references because he's Joseph. Joe Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... At the end of this chapter and also at the end of this book, we find Joseph in his prison cell in a fetal position. And he says, I roll over into the fetal position and I think of my child in the same position, so much younger, unconscious, gestating, serving time, just like daddy, waiting. And that is the part, folks, where I puked onto my laptop uh, <laughs> and, my, and uh, it was done. Um, but at the end, he seems to have, like, f- like honed in and, like, obsessed over his future child, as he says, as a, he says, you think about this stuff in jail so you don't go crazy. Um, yeah. And that is where it, the, the book ends. <sighs> like, what the so... fuck? What a lackluster ending. For real, though. There's no razzmatazz in there. There's no drama. No, there's no woman with a hand. Like Right, there's no intrigue. I'm not like, ooh, what's gonna happen next? I'm like, oh, Joe's probably gonna be in a prison cell for a long time. That's exciting. Like, no. Unless we get Unless. a court drama <laughs> book for the third one, which I would love a little bit. Just do, like, an Orange is the New Black version. With Joe Goldberg. Because what I'm imagining in my head is that first, either Joe gets a really good lawyer and he's like a little piss baby the whole time, 
Or yeah. he pisses off his expensive lawyer and he has to defend himself in court, which I uh-huh. think would be absolutely hilarious to read. <laughs> so That would be pretty good. It would be awful, but I would enjoy it a lot. So next week, we are not reading Hidden Bodies. No. Thank God. Jesus. Fuck. Um, <laughs> and instead, um, we have a special guest joining Wait, us. Um, friend of the pod, friend of the family, um, Rachel Whitehurst. Boy, 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 boy. Um, <laughs> who you know from Coffee with Rachel, Rip. Um, <laughs> pour one out. <laughs> pour one out. And now the villager's voice, um, who will be joining us. Like a phoenix from the ashes, the villager's voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, to talk, one, about the documentary Twilight and Forks, which we somehow in these past four years have not yet covered. Listen. Shit happens. Sometimes you miss some stuff. (laughs) Listen. Um, And two, to talk about some of our theories for Midnight Sun, which we will have copies of, day of, and we'll be reading fresh. Yeah. So read along with us. Get ready. Yeah, we'll be talking about the first two chapters. So, um, you know, buy it. Here's what I'll say. I would love it if you all read along. I also yeah. know that that means um, having to give Stephanie Meyer money. So yeah. what right. I would ask is please buy it from a local independent bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy it from Amazon. Be a Bella. Buy it from your local bookstore. Right. Support them because they need it. Yeah. We have so many patients to thank. Oh, God. What a blessing. And as we promised you all... At the beginning of the show, we are going to be doing our patience as Midnight Sun quotes that have been released so far. Ooh, we love to hear it. Yes. Would you like to go first and introduce our new patience? Absolutely. Welcome to the patron squad, Mickey Meyer. Mickey, welcome. Was that your Mickey Mouse voice? No, I can't go that high. I just got very excited. That was just... That's what happens when I crack my ribs open, actually. That's just, like, what my... That's just my... That's actually my natural thing. <laughs> I've been performing. Yeah. I've been really controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shout out Mickey Meyer. Hi, Mickey. Welcome. Who's gonna be... Maybe I would attempt a more dynamic form of dazzling. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Maggie Quinn. Boing, boing, boing. And Maggie, you are going to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that about you, Maggie. I'm saying that about the existence of what we have to read in about a week. Yeah. Every word we spoke here, each one of them was another pomegranate seed. Oh my god. Shout <laughs> out, huh? Katie Weber. Katie Weber. Woohoo! It's gonna be Emmett, I breathed. I'll buy you a, G- a new Jeep. He chuckled once. No worries. Huh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hello? <laughs> huh. Just one, huh. <laughs> one think, single chuckle. And then he was probably just exhaling Edward. He didn't need to, but he was. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Zoe Steele. <laughs> who's going to be. I had a show to put on now. I knew the role <laughs> I would play. I had the character down. I would be the villain. 
Oh, shout out Rebecca Cullen. Who's gonna be... Now we drive till the pavement ends. And what's there, she asked. At the pavement's end? An empty forest. A total lack of witnesses. A monster. A trail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate it here. Oh, I hate it. I'm already so tired. Um, This is just a side note and a request. If someone could please make a Midnight Sun bingo board for us to play while we are reading, I would greatly appreciate it. Oh my god. Please. Um, oh, yes. So that Cody can get tipsy and enjoy themselves, and I can stay very hydrated. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's for the best for both of us, I think. Yeah, we, we need a drinking board. All right, shout out to Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> who's going to be? It made me ashamed that I let myself be influenced by others who were never Carlisle's equals, but I envied their freedom, and I thought I'd be able to live above the moral abyss they all sank to, because I was special. I shook my head at the arrogance. Oh my god. <laughs> Shout out to Amy Taylor. It's gonna be... None of them noticed us here, lounging at the battered cafeteria table through an ambush of tigers sprawled in our place. Places would be less lethal than we were. All they saw were five odd-looking people, close enough to human to pass. Wow. Wow. Art. Uh, shout out to Mulch Gray. <laughs> um, and mulch, 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 mulch. <laughs> um, and Mulch, you are going to be... Jasper followed Alice down the stairs, not racing, but not moving cautiously like Carlisle and Esme either. <laughs> there was no need for him to put on a show. Everything he did seemed natural and right. In truth, he was laying it on a little thick. <laughs> you ever just lay it on a little thick? It's a little too thick. Right. Shout out Taylor Brown. Town. Lautner. Boo, 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 boo. Boing, 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 Who's gonna be, as much as I would have loved to get out of the truck and stock stock up to the helpless duo to lean over them, intimidating, close enough that all the little signs of what I would feel like they were screaming at the old man, to bare my teeth and snarl a warning in a voice that would sound anything but human, to watch his hair stand on end and hear his heart splutter with panic, I knew it was a bad idea. Ooh. Hey, Stephanie, let's talk about sentence structure. Can we? <laughs> Stephanie, that is the longest sentence I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> Why? Oh. All right. Um, shout out to my mom, Kelly Beck. <laughs> who's gonna be? <laughs> I thought of all the horrifying things she'd accepted about me without a tremor. Only other vampires were scary, apparently. Oh my god. Bella wants that dick, okay? She, listen, she's horny, okay? Fuck. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be... Rosalie's eyes flashed to me. A look of intense gratitude, altering her features in a way I'd never seen before. For one instant, I remembered how very beautiful she was. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Uh, alright. This one... Hey... This one goes out to Sophia Salinger. <laughs> you always do this to Sophia. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like lose it at this Something point. Something about it, man. Sophia, this one's for you. 
Uh, okay. I, I'm going to do the, fuck it, I'm going to do the top one for Sophia Salinger. Fuck it. These days mattered so much and ended so quickly. Snaps. snaps thank you, snaps. thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yes. Shout out to Dana Kavanaugh. Dana Kavanaugh. Donna. Fuck. Donna Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Donna Kavanaugh. Yes. Who's gonna be. Who's gonna be. Who's gonna be. Her uncanny premonitions reach so far, stretch their tentacles so deep in the future, that even <laughs> that even she didn't understand all the actions she took. Somehow she'd sense, years before Bella had chosen to come to Forks, that at some point I would be facing this most bizarre trial. Perhaps she was omniscient after all. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Um, so those are awful. Oh, <laughs> um, and so, great. Great, thanks. Um, so I have a fanfiction prepared for you today. Um, Thank you. That was written on the fresh day of June 10th, 2008. Okay. <laughs> hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. Um, it's been marinating for a little while. It was just waiting for when we were ready. Um, this is written by the user Best with Breadsticks. Great. And the title of this is Vampire Adventures of Wolf Boy and Regular Girl. Here's the summary. <laughs> oh, no. Belle and Edward are trying to find the perfect movie for their movie night. When Bella stumbles across the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and from this movie, a secret about Jake is revealed. The disclaimer here. Disclaimer. I don't own Twilight or The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl, and it makes me sad. Sad face emoticon. <laughs> I wish I did. Now, here's what I'll say. The ending of this, amazing, worth reading. I'm not going to read from that part. I'm going to read from the beginning because it, it takes a very interesting turn. Uh. Back in 2008, folks, when Blockbuster still existed. All right, I will read this now. Ooh, this is a classic. Bella lifted the DVD from the shelf and held it out so Edward could read it. The Matrix? Edward raised an eyebrow at Bella's choice. Yeah, Charlie made me watch it when I was like eight. I don't really remember what went on, so maybe. Ugh. I've seen it about six billion times. It's Carlisle's favorite movie. He actually had a small role in it. Edward placed the movie back on the shelf. Oh, who did he play? She asked, interested. She never knew Carlisle was an actor. Neo. Huh? I thought Keanu Reeves played Neo. He did. Carlisle changed his name so that if anyone ever found out he was a vampire, he could just say he is Keanu Reeves. Huh? It's his alias. He uses it when he does his acting. Oh, Bella giggled. Carlisle's Keanu Reeves. End scene. <laughs> what? So, um, folks, um, hmm. Hmm? um, hey, all I'm, uh, all I'm saying, folks, is, um, Charlie fell for the right one. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You're right. You're right. He took the right pill, you know, <laughs> it worked out, you know, you know what, I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I love, I love just, like, the endless amount of content on fanfiction you know what same. i mean it's like really any 
combination of things or people or characters. Anything is available. Exists. Anything is possible. And that's what fanfiction taught me. Hi, welcome to Reading Rainbow. Anything is possible with fanfiction. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> so that's the only thing I've learned, you know? I love that. I love it. Well, folks, we're going to be back next week with some real Twilight content. So get your butts yes, ready. Twilight Central. From our neck of the woods. <laughs> get big. Get whipped. Woo! This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKrauss and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone